Welcome to another episode of Pussy Power. Today we have Desiree Deep, who is a Filipina Army veteran. And believe it or not, she looks freaking rocking right now, but she used to be a shy girl growing up in a traditional Filipino household in the Western world. She's built a quarter million dollar business in Germany that she stopped finding interesting. And now she finds confidence in creating adult content with her husband who's she's been with for over a decade so today we're talking about finding what empowers you your support system as well and how to run and own your life no matter what anyone has to say babe thank you so much for coming on obviously you look absolutely gorgeous you're so sweet. First of all, I'd like to say thanks for having me on here. And so I've been listening to your podcast and just evaluating how you talk in general. You analyze everything so well and regurgitate what the person says with, with like ease and like the shortest summary. Like that's how school should be. It's like, got it to the point. Like, I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. I try. I try. So this is really this is this has been one of the more interesting like stories that obviously each person's story is really, you know, unique and interesting when they get honest and they get vulnerable. But with you, it's been like something that I was a little surprised because it's like you told me you actually enjoyed doing what you're doing and I was like oh wow that's that's new <laughs> I mean it's, it, obviously it's not just <laughs> new in this world but it's like you know there's so many horror stories but before you owned this uh this part of yourself what were you like in your younger years so <laughs> I grew up I was actually born in the Philippines and my brothers, my two older brothers, and my mom moved over to the States. So it was essentially just us four, but my older brother got sent home to the Philippines because he got in trouble, whatever. But so now then it was really just me, my one older brother, and my mom. So a lot of times things were kind of just us, like by ourselves. My mom would have three jobs and I kind of kept quiet to myself because that's kind of I don't know. I, thinking about it now, I probably was also quiet. I was also pretty quiet because I knew my mom was always working. And then my other brother was also quiet too. So I think it was just natural for us to just be well-behaved because we saw our mom, like, you know, like busting her ass all the time working. And I just want to get in trouble, you know, but <laughs> I was, I was shy. I, there was no, um, there wasn't much like verbal or really like physical like communication or love between like my mom and I because she was so busy you know so she didn't get the time to express that at least not until now that I'm older and we're further apart so for me like any sort of like um engagement with someone else especially of the opposite sex like it's funny I was telling my husband this whenever I give someone a hug I give them a one-arm hug like I'm still used to that and I know that people are huggers and before I'd be like oh that's a little too much but 
understand understanding now especially in different cultures being here in Europe some people are just you know more communicative that, that way or it's more natural to like give kiss on the cheek and stuff like that and before I would be like don't do that you know but yeah as a younger kid like that would would have definitely like freaked me out you know but I think now it's definitely has blossomed me like oh it's opened my eyes like this is normal like it's nice to have like um I'm not sorry a love but like a connection with someone you know for people who aren't watching this on YouTube and are listening on Spotify um it's really not obvious that she used to be shy because she has like purple hair a voice I know I get that and like tattoos down her arms like guys I'm not just talking about (laughs) tattoos on one arm it's like tattoos on both arms like literally from her shoulders and it's It's actually down to my like feet (laughs) so it's really not obvious that you came from that so what a lot of like immigrant children experience is um their parents kind of like being absentee parents because they're hustling they're trying to give their kids you know facility and security how is that like shaped the way that you related with people and the way that you are now not having an open communication with your mom I think as an adult seeing it as now because I am working all the time, uh, whether it's doing my online content or at my business, um, I can see how you can dismiss your kid because you know that they're taking care of for the essentials. But I think if you, like if I were to put my mom, uh, myself in my mom's shoes or like as an immigrant um, parent, you all, you would also think that you know, like, okay, they're taken care of, you know, they have a house, they have, they're able to eat, they're, you know, just like the basic essentials, but you don't think about, okay, well, this kid is going to remember that their mom or their dad is not actually present or involved in their life. So I can totally understand why, why it's so common, especially um, first generation, yeah, first generation um, kids that come into the States feel this way but now as an adult like I understand like they didn't mean it in that way or you know that that was the best that they can do Mm. yeah that's that's a lot of empathy and that must have taken you you know some I don't like how how did you realize that was it when you became a mom did you realize that everybody um, especially, you know, your your mom at the time was just doing the best that she could do. How did it shift from kind of like, oh, my mom's not around to, oh, I understand. She's just, you know, doing the best with what she could. Um, well, it took some time. It wasn't just like a like overnight or like a sudden epiphany of things, but just some conversations with some people just kind of also analyzing what other people are saying and putting it all together. I had um, one friend, you know, actually say that like, oh, that they were doing the best they could um, because she had uh, parents the same way. And she's also, she was majoring in psychology. She was saying her parents were doing the best that they could. And she was in, um, in psychology and saying, you know, like I can, I can understand that that's all they could do. You know, if it's, a, it's if it's their truly, if it's truly their best, then what more can they do, you know? So I would 
personally, because I am empathetic, I would understand like, well, I'm doing my best. I don't know what else I can do. And it, and it hurts that I can't do more. And on top of being a mom, I can see that I have not been as involved as I'd like to. So before I was a mom, I was like, oh, I'm going to do all this for her. I'm going to spend this time. Like I'm going to make all these cute sandwiches for her, like to bring to daycare, like all these things. And I realized I'm like, wait, I actually don't have that time to do mm. that. You know, it's not my relaxing way. Cause a lot of times people can say, well, you could do it after you put her down for bed, you know? And it's like, well, by then it's like 8 PM. I also just want to sit and just be mindless and scroll on my phone or play video games for like an hour before I go to bed, you know? So it, it made me realize like you have to have that self-care and it wasn't them being selfish. Cause there were times when I was like, my mom's like, Oh, I'm tired. Like coming home from work. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just, you know, <laughs> play video. <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's not cool so you kind of have to have that little mm. bit of sacrifice here and there but mm. I think I'm trying to find that balance too like okay well I have my relaxation times and on these days like well you know we'll do this or something like that or I won't be on my phone at all when I'm hanging out with a kid or whatever it is so it was it's really hard to just come from that like mentality as a kid who was always like my mom never times me didn't take care of me really blah 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 to oh I completely understand now like they did do their best yeah but it, it took a lot of it took some time I mean I'm almost 30 yeah. I turned 30 this year so yeah it took some time <laughs> and I guess it also took you being in her shoes because now you're a mom and now you know you yeah. had it's like expectations versus reality you had all these ideals before you were a mom and now that you're a mom you're like oh shit I actually need to take yeah. care of myself too and like yeah. I was, yeah so it's 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 really like I love how you are now coming from a place of empathy because I feel like not a lot of people get to that place you know um, many people yeah. they just kind of like hold in their resentment and play victim to how they were treated or not treated as children. So it's awesome that yeah. you are in that place now. What I'm curious about is how this shy kid ended up doing service for the military. <laughs> like how the hell did that happen? Well, well, for one, I'm an impulsive person. And for two, I like fun. Mm. <laughs> so in my mind, when I was 17, well, actually, I wanted to join when I was 15. Um, that's when I started looking into the whole program and everything. But I wanted to do something different from what my brothers were doing. They were all going to college and, you know, they, being a nurse and or anything in the medical field. And I'm like, that's absolutely not me. You don't want to trust that on me. Like, I, I wouldn't find fulfillment. You know, I, I find fulfillment in any sort of fun, but not really having fun being a nurse, you know. And so I looked into one of the recruiter's office that was actually near my middle school. And I was always... It's funny because passing by it as a middle schooler, I always thought, oh my gosh, like I can't believe they're like making people like join the military and then come find out in high school. I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. Like I want to do this, do that. And my mom was so against it. She was like, you'd rather join the military than stay here. And I was like, yeah, because I was in such resentment towards her too. That was my extra push and drive to join, like even more so. And I was set and because I had that deadline of, okay, well, this is when you're shipping out. 
I'm going. And they actually ended up calling me to leave sooner. So it was even more of a fire, like, guess I'm going. Wow. So what yeah. was it? Like, you were aware that people died. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. For sure. So how, what was it? Was it like the call for you? Was it like, oh, my God, this is so freaking exciting. Like, I don't yeah, even care so what happens with my life. I guess I, I don't do this. I Yeah, I guess I'm not really... Uh, afraid afraid of death I guess I never was mm. like mm. you know if my time comes my time comes <laughs> and mm. like I don't know I mean that might be a little like foolish but that's just how I always view things I mean not not gonna go and do something that dumb where I'm actually gonna go like die like oh I'm gonna go like shoot myself or like or like you know like trigger warning there but you know what I mean like I'm not just gonna do something that impulsive but it was something that could further benefit me and of course you know they like like tease you with like oh you're gonna get like school benefits and this and that and they they do give that to you they give you um um funding for school and such for college and so that's kind of how I also like sold it to my mom of course she wasn't okay with it she's like oh my only girl my youngest you know (laughs) that must have been really traumatic for her yeah I just like what and like no one in my family has ever served so it's not like I knew exactly what was going to happen so mm. I think that kind of helped that I didn't know everything but I knew poss- what the possibilities were mm. wow that yeah yeah it was like Sarah Blakely who said like sometimes the things that you don't know aren't obstacles they're actually things that could empower you or like, something along the lines of that yeah no that's exactly <gasps> true that's exactly yeah. true what was your experience like in the military? You mentioned something that was absolutely terrible that almost happened to you. Um, what was it like? Oh, yes. Okay. So when I, um, I guess what I should say first is that when I was like younger and kind of while I was in the service like I'm not like promiscuous or like um how should I say it like flirty or any of that but I'm always yeah like I'm not yeah I'm just not like that but like I'm I'm also like outgoing and everything but I never like slept around I never like did any of that um actually I met my husband while I was while I was in the service and I never like slept around with his friends or and it was very common because everyone was in boot camp for so long that you know, everyone was like, so like, okay, you can't even talk to the opposite gender. Then all of a sudden, like you're out and it's like, it's game on, you know, but that wasn't too much of me. Like I wasn't like that. And I guess what I should say is that when, um, when you're living in the dormitories, um, in the military, it's kind of like college, but on steroids, everyone's just like fast paced of do your job. You're kind of doing school stuff. And you're also like, well, I'm trying to like get it on. And there were, there were times that like I encountered like sexual abuse. Um, mm-hmm. There was specifically uh, one person that uh, really, <laughs> you would think it would, it actually took me some time to understand the situation a little bit better. But what ended up happening was this guy that was in one of my classes, um, we were out drinking with a bunch of our friends and our friends went upstairs um, to go sleep because it was already like late at night. 
And this guy, uh, <laughs> he really like came at me like butt naked, already, already butt naked and like laying on top of me. Mind you, we're all drunk. And this guy is like this six foot two or three, like hot dude. I was like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> at least, you know, he has the hots for you. At least you got validated there. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I guess like, I didn't think about it then either. I was just like, yeah, oh, you know? <laughs> but, but I, you know, so the whole time, like what was going through my head, even though I was absolutely like drunk out of my mind, like I knew his roommate had like the fattest crush on me. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, I feel so bad, you know? And like that's his like best friend or something, whatever at the time. And I don't just sleep around either, you know? So it wasn't something that I was just going to do, even though like, hello, it's laying right in front of me. <laughs> like, and it's not like it's not like he's ugly he's like hot too so girl the self-control exactly but in the sense that it was sexual abuse because like he obviously he was like touching me and like I was like no no we shouldn't do that I don't want to do this I don't want to do this you know Mm. and um of course his roommate that had the fattest crush on me like passed by didn't even do anything didn't even say anything like even though I was like (laughs) <laughs> you know like yeah like yo, why and probably because he was like jealous or upset I don't know but like was he, is, I don't it, think- is this more common like in the military because last time I talked to a Filipina army veteran too and she said that you know like it's it happens way more than it's talked about oh yeah 100% because like I guess I didn't want to like wrap this guy out because I did have my empowerment in that moment Mm. and I was like he didn't actually we didn't actually have sex what ended up happening though like in the whole it's like 20 30 minutes of this guy trying so hard and I'm just trying you know like me laughing because it's so funny so he probably thought I was flirting but because I'm also outgoing you know people take that the wrong way wow yeah Uh, so then what happened was like he laid there like finally gave up you know and then I'm going to say this because it took years for me to tell my husband this because I felt so ashamed that I did it because I thought it was such a like slut move but it Mm. I think it was really just my empowerment what basically ended up happening was that as soon as like he laid down gave up he's like oh I guess so like I guess we're not going to do it I literally like walked a little bit away and then I went and leaned over and kissed his dick right and I I was like yeah (laughs) so he lay there and he's just like oh no one ever says no you know like was so upset and said that and then like I can't, of course I'm gonna lean over and kiss your dick and I was like well there's a first time for everything and I walked away like, oh god I can't believe I did that I thought it was a slut move, slut move because I kissed his dick but like it was really like well, sorry, but I'm gonna tease you anyways. But yeah, I'm gonna still say no. Like, yeah, like, yeah. you're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So was yeah, it so- like more of a traumatizing? Obviously, like, I mean, I I could assume that it wasn't, but I could be wrong here. What was like kind of the aftermath of that experience? Um. So the aftermath, like, he just passed out there. I was hanging out in the kitchen drinking water, just trying to sober up, like what just happened you know like whenever something traumatic happens you essentially freeze up which is probably Mm. why it took like a good 20 to 30 minutes for me to like 
like no like completely you know because mm. I was like what is happening like I can't believe this is actually happening you're like man get raped like you know like this is not okay but then also like you have the other part like oh but he's hot but I'm like no but this isn't okay you know like, he's hot. like I love it I love the honesty <laughs> yeah I was like we'll go in there I'm pretty okay, transparent that's hilarious <laughs> so you had this like moment there of like fuck not sure if I'm gonna get raped right now yeah this is not what I actually want we turned it around because you you had that moment where you really stood your ground and you were like no yeah what was that like like how did you feel in that moment well in that moment I wasn't sure because it's like like I said I was like wait but I still kissed his dick so you know like did he still kind of get it in that exact moment that's what I felt but then again after some time and letting it marinate in my head I was like you know what no like I I knew I didn't want to sleep with anyone I don't sleep with anyone like the first time like I don't just do that and Mm. I that was you know the firm no and I stuck with it so yeah I guess like in my head like at the time I was like oh gosh I was such a slut but no I, wasn't. <laughs> I love it I love how you're, you're just like literally like almost a contradiction did you ever think you'd go and like porn no well actually half and half well, so actually. I want it because that, I've well, always <laughs> so I wanted to do it for some time but because I'm so shy I'm like what like I can't do that like you know and like what are people going to think? Of course, you know, like you have that, like, okay, well, what about like my future jobs or like, what's my husband going to think? What's, you know, my kid later, like when she grows up, this and that. And it's like, bro, no, sorry. (laughs) And yeah, so I, you know, it, it was hard for me to kind of like accept that, like, this is what I actually wanted to do. And I'm, like I said, I'm almost 30 and I'm pretty certain, you know, like I've gone through so much in my life already. I've joined the military. I was working in IT, which I could have also made way more money, but I wasn't passionate for, it. I didn't care about it. I don't want to live however, however many hours in the day, just working on a computer that I don't care about, like anything that I'm doing and then come home only for two hours for my kid and repeat this for the next 50 years of my life. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that, you know? And so my husband graciously, like he's actually very understanding of me and he knows me the best and he knows I'm very um, impulsive, but also he's also like kind of my middle ground. Like, okay, well, let's think about this. Let's do it like this. So the fact that he was like, yeah, I think you should do it. Like invalidating like, okay, yeah, I'm totally going to do it. And I'm finding a lot of like enjoyment in it because it works with my schedule. I get to control what I want want to do. Essentially, yes, I have that with my other business too, but I still have like 15 employees under me. So I don't really, <laughs> I don't want to have to tell them certain things or dictate like, hey, this is what needs to happen or write schedules and all of these. It's, it's really hard, especially being in an international location. It's very bureaucratic here in Germany. So I've had to deal with that mess on that end. And I realized like, okay, maybe owning a business like this form of business structure is not for me. Mm. You know, so I've tried the military out, like the, like the military, like, um, I guess, uh, way, like 
how to like live life or, you know, work and everything. And then I've also done the normal like nine to five job with my IT. And then I've also done owning a business and it's not for me either because I wow. still have to deal with employees. And then this way I'm like, I actually really like this. And I get to engage with people, talk with people. Um, they actually get to know my personality. I'm not like any, anyone that's subscribed to me or following me, they, they know like, this is me. I'm pretty transparent. I love that I can be myself. Mm. rather than pretend oh I like my job or whatever and like nothing to hate on like my current business or my employees I'm just not completely fulfilled wow I love that you are so transparent about this because I feel like there is sometimes I might be speaking for myself here (laughs) (laughs) it's like I've always just been curious about how does like the high class escort lifestyle work like how does that industry go never been curious enough to try it out for myself because I am also an entrepreneur and I'm like fuck what are my associates gonna think well how the fuck are people gonna work for me if like I'm doing this on the side so it it was always just like this curiosity was strong there because um, it has to do with the play of masculine and feminine. That was really what I was like curious about. So in business, I was very like masculine and like taking control and whatever, right? Yeah. And like, just, you know, just like on the wheel. But then I, I was seeing this in the world where I was like, I interviewed like a former Playboy Playmate like a couple of days ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was talking about... Um, being mentored by the Hollywood madam, uh, Heidi Fleiss. And she was taught how to like go from charging thousand an hour to $10,000 an hour to $60,000 for three days in Japan. I know. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm sure like because it, it piqued your interest. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, obviously, money is always gonna be intriguing, yeah. always because as much as people don't want to admit money is happiness, it's what's it, it's gonna buy what you want, unfortunately, yeah. mm. you know. And when I say what you want, like let's say you got to take someone out on a date, like that you really mm. want, you know, I'm sure, like, yeah, hang on Netflix and chill, but you still got to pay for that Netflix and for some snacks <laughs> and food, you know? like unfortunately that's just how it how it goes for me it wasn't it wasn't really the money it was more like the experience of like it's it's almost like I wonder what being a jeepney driver is actually like I wonder what being a janitor is actually like you know it's kind of like I wonder what that kind of life is like it's more on curiosity and like curiosity it's like you're literally just in your feminine and I'm like me I was being in my masculine and I'm like I wonder how being your feminine is like yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's very true yeah um I'm also very curious and I spike that that's that's mm. kind of what gets me more interested in doing whatever it is um mm. it just like my husband's like you're just gonna do what you want to do you're gonna find a way even if I if it's like really hard you're gonna find a way and I'm like it's not like I want to, it just, it just happens because that's mm. just, maybe it's meant to, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, just piquing your, your curiosity and going with it. And I think that's one of the things that people don't 
um, follow through with. They're like, oh yeah, I, I think I really like, let's say they're interested in starting a business, but they're like, oh, I don't know if I should do it because so-and-so and so-and-so like, you're not going to know. You just got to go for it. Like no one really knows what they're doing in life until they yeah. do it. And I was actually talking to my best friend who's also opening up uh, a business. So she used to do um, adult adult content online. And now we've kind of swapped, which is super funny. Um, and I was trying to tell her about the whole hiring process of, you know, getting employees. And I told her, how I was like, hey, you know what? It's okay if you don't know what you're doing, what you're asking them. They don't know that, even though, because I, I was in that position having to hire people and having to, like, I've never had to interview anyone to essentially have them on my team or anything like that so <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking like hmm I wonder if they can tell that I don't know what the hell I'm doing you know so no one knows what they're doing in life they're just doing it okay so just yeah. go for it like mm. literally just go for it I, I think people miss out on so much because they're just not going to go for it you'll learn along the way even if you make mistakes and it's going to happen yeah and sometimes there are valid reasons too um to why they wouldn't do it but there's there is so interesting that it's there is always courage and kind of like you know being like you and being like me we're like the black sheep of our family and it's yes. like, like <laughs> there's courage in that because literally like for me my dad um I, I posted this video um called what does sex feel like <laughs> And the, re the reason that I posted that was because I wanted to spread awareness because I had like an experience um, yeah. where I essentially, I'm not promiscuous as well, but some guy like romanced me and took me to Bali and, you know, something happened there. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so my friend, my friend hooked us up very interestingly. And it wasn't until the trip that she apologized to me and I was like what are you apologizing what? for like it was it was fun I had the time of my life it was amazing and she was like yeah he sleeps with prostitutes maybe go get a test real quick <laughs> I was just so scared. And so that experience like prompted me to, okay, I'm just going to create awareness about this. And after that, like that video just blew up. It got like 100K views in less than 48 hours. Oh, right. And girl, it's not just the video that blew up. It's also my life. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> my dad literally <laughs> drove over to my mom's house. And he was like yelling at the top of his lungs. You know, he was screaming my name. Like, I was just so fucking embarrassed. And that was after he called my phone like 29 times. And I was like, fuck, he's already here. I can't call the police. They, the police can't make it on time. And he yeah. literally destroyed our gate and followed me to, you know, my room, the room I share with my siblings. And he like smacked me across the face. And I was just like... <sighs> I guess the cost of being a black sheep, right? So I guess yeah. there there yeah. are valid reasons to why like people can't really express themselves that much. I mean, and and a lot of um, well, maybe not a lot, but in some cultures, it it's actually like really life fucking threatening. Where it's like if you do something that embarrasses the family, 
you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And there are actually, you know, people who've died yeah. because like, it's, it's just so fucking crazy. So, so obviously there, there's a, like for a lot of people, um, you know, there is a reason to be afraid, whether that's estrangement from their family, whether that's judgment, whether that's them dying, because they're literally like scared for their lives. It's, you know, so there's that, but I applaud you and thank God there's no crazy killer in your family. Not that I know of, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, what it. also helps that I live in a different country, you know, and I'm all because of being the black sheep you're already kind of like excluded from certain things Mm. and you feel it and so it's easier to do so and Mm. for me having this extra physical distance made it even easier and I mean honestly if if they if they ever found out my parents or my family don't doesn't really know I do have like some cousins and like friends that know but it's not that like I'm afraid to tell them because I know for a fact that they're, they're going to be like, why am I not surprised? But also surprised because what the heck, no one does this, you know, in our family. But in the sense of not being surprised because it's me, mm. you know, that I always did the like, what? What are you doing now? <laughs> like, always something like different. And it, it's just easier because I'm, I'm over here, you know, they're, they have, they don't have other things. Like, I don't see them on a daily basis. And what I would say for other people that want to do something that's, going to like get them excommunicated or like life-threatening from whoever is going to be against it you need to physically distance your yourself first before you do anything because you just never know like I wish I knew that I'm sure yeah I'm sure my mom would slap me across the face too like she will drop like she will probably fly here as soon as she finds out but you know what hey again like he says the cost of being a black sheep (laughs) Mm. what was the exact moment I'm I'm pretty sure like there um will be people who are listening and be like fuck what the fuck did I do what, what the fuck am I listening to here <laughs> like how yes. how in the world did her husband consent to this so what was that like that's very interesting and obviously non-conventional <laughs> yeah yeah no um maybe it's just not really openly talked about but uh we kind of started dipping into like the swinger lifestyle. We haven't like fully done any full swaps or anything. So that lifestyle alone is already hard to find. And especially being in Europe, we just don't know how people are like hooking up besides like Tinder and all that stuff, but you don't really like use that, you know? So doing our research and all of that, um, we, like I said, we were dipping into that and it kind of like, I, there was one time I remember him um <laughs> we were talking about it while we were playing video games I was upstairs he was downstairs and it's just like I said we would just play video games to kind of just have a relaxing time and this was before our kid I was pregnant at the time and it was when like OnlyFans was mm-hmm. popping off and everything and he's like oh you should totally do it I'm like first of all I'm pregnant as hell and <laughs> second of all I was like I would never like do that like what's wrong with like why would you think that like I was kind of upset that he thought I would just like put myself out like that but then thinking about it like I'm actually pretty like I don't know like I I think it's gonna help me in my confidence Mm. and at the same time like I am pretty like sexual so it might work out you know I didn't realize this until recently that I was like hey I might start to do it and um with this whole pandemic uh 
surprisingly, my business has been still thriving, but still struggling. I have been having to put like our personal funds into certain things just to make it, um, how should I say it? Uh, just to have a better experience for the customers. Like I did, I didn't have to, but I, me being an empath, I was like, no, 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 no. Like they're going <laughs> to they're gonna want it like soon you know and then you get these google reviews like oh they're frequently out of products of this and i'm like oh like you know like my heart you know so of course like like oh the money thing i was like oh yeah you know what i'll just start doing it like hey like there's no like i can choose what i want to put out there you know and my husband said the same thing he was like you don't have to do everything like you just choose what you want and so the fact that he was already open to that like because we were already both open-minded in the sense of mm. like we can separate sex from true love mm. I think that's what's really helped us like of course there's still going to be like some jealousies here and there I think that's normal but communication is such a huge aspect if we didn't talk about this before it probably would have been like no you're not doing that like what are you, mm. what are you talking about mm. you know and I'm sure some some spouses or um, people that are married with each other or any like significant other they don't probably talk about exactly what their sexual desires are because yeah they don't want to be shamed or they don't oh, there, yeah there's so much shame and judgment around that yeah so it, that's really unfortunate because you're missing out on a lot like <laughs> like a lot of fun with your with your partner you just never know like mm-hmm. I encourage people to like talk with a partner like hey this is what I like this is what I don't like oh maybe we should try this like yeah you know have and fun with he- it is he like a willing person? Like, so I'm curious about the setup now. <laughs> the setup is it just you? Is it like him? But his face is in show. Is it like a couple's yeah, thing? His face is in show. Wow. His face is in show. Yeah. So we can like a start like now. Camera. Ed- we got to do some like camera editing. Like, you should see what my editing skills are like. Like, I have different like camera setup. I'm like, ooh, this is fun. I get to do the creative part where like different scenes and like, I don't know. I I did a lot of like um video editing and like photo editing like in middle school and high school so I like just for fun you know and it kind of reminds me of that and I like that Mm. well yeah that is not common first and foremost to have a supportive (laughs) partner like that uh, you know for everyone who's listening but like what was the moment that led you to okay fuck this shit I'm, I'm just gonna try it out uh yeah I actually happened on my birthday um like a couple months ago and what was it exactly um I don't remember I I was just online and I, th- I don't remember exactly what was happening but I was in the conversation with my husband and it like came up because of like funding issues again for my business but I was like oh let's just try it like because this is what I want to do you know and it worked out that I was like wow this is actually what I want to do <laughs> like wow. this is definitely what I want to do and I actually wow. had to tell my um my general manager like hey I have this side thing that I'm doing so I'm sorry if I'm not as like included or anything like that I, I did take some like out of my own payment um because it is an established business I can't like the money the revenue that comes in doesn't gr- directly go to me it goes to the business account now and legally mm-hmm um it, it goes into the business so I took a cut in my pay because there's no point of me uh, I mean it's not fair so I'm giving it back to the business or to my employees 
Hmm. So I told her like, Hey, I'm doing something else now. So (laughs) yeah, like, I don't want to like, feel like I'm just being MIA. Like what is our Hmm. managing director doing right now? Or CEO? She's like not responding to her business. And it's like, I'm doing this too. Sorry. I found interest in something else. Hmm. Wow. And like that, oh my God, I've had that experience where I lost interest in um, a business just happened like last year. Um, yeah, the story for another time. I, I... Yeah. And, you know, being able to transition like that and do something that raises eyebrows and is generally, you know, frowned upon still. What yes. was the conversation? Did you have like any conversation? And if you did, what was it? Um, a conversation with yourself about what your family would say or what your kid would say in the future. Was there anything like that? 100%. I think about that, like, well, I was thinking about that, like, almost every day, like, oh, man, what's my daughter going to think when she starts going to school? And I mean, it was, like I said, it wasn't like a one big, like, conversation. It was just so, so much things that just kept coming up. And one of them was like, well, if she goes to school and this is what ends up happening, like her classmates, like she's a teenager, right? Let's say, and her classmates find out that, oh, her mom does like porn or whatever. And I can only hope that my daughter, like I'm close enough to my daughter that she knows that, well, it makes her happy. It's not like, it, it's not like I'm involved with it. Like she, that's just her job. That's her business, you know, that's, and I'm going to do my own thing later on. Like, there's that's how it should be and I'm going to support her in a way of like just understanding you know that's all I want is someone to just understand I don't want anything else you know like that's it's a little hard to say because I don't know what her personality is going to be like Mm. but what I would say for like let's say for like my parents if they ever found out I would I would tell them well I'm for one I'm curious how you found out and for two (laughs) I want to know (laughs) like who told you or like did you like stumble <laughs> like I'm kind of curious like yeah how's your guys' sexuality with each other you know like yeah you know, it, like uh, it, it'd be nice to kind of open up the conversation because I know like as you get older you kind of just get so tired I don't know how their sex life is or anything but like I can only hope that they're enjoying each other still and it's actually my stepdad and my, my mom my stepdad like mainly raised me and um yeah I just I feel like I would actually, if they ever found out, I would open up the conversation about their sexuality, like within each other, like not like going into detail, but like, I want to know, like, are they actually happy with that? Because that is a huge part, you know, like that is your connection and love, you know? And then there's an aspect of, at least for us, it's like, there's also just a pleasure part. There's no love, you know, but it's different. Like some people, like, are they at least being more sensual? Like, I'm not talking about like, like actually having sex but just like the central part like are you guys actually doing that like because sometimes I do feel like they it hasn't been like that like growing up like they were always like I don't know like an oil it's it's been rough because there was a time that they were on the verge of a divorce and I'm like wow no like yeah you know my step literally like my dad he's like my dad my brother like I it would have like been so like crushing to me so I don't know I think when people start to get on that path of feeling like they're gonna they're going to divorce it's because they're missing something or someone's like cheating but I don't think their communication is there 
But yeah. if you have like a like really good sex partner, you're obviously communicating that really well with each other, which means your communication is strong already, mm. like to begin with. Yeah. To your point on communication, um, I think it's so simple, but it's not easy for a lot of people. You yeah. Know, it's, it's it's so simple too. It's literally just like you know, filling out like you know you know those things that you used to fill out in high school like my hobbies, what I like, what I don't yeah, like. Yeah, it's so, so simple, but it is so yeah. hard. This is what I mean. You are so good at like analyzing and making comparisons. Like, I think this, this is perfect for you. Like this job is perfect for you. You can literally like talk it out. I love it. it yeah. It's definitely simple, but Thank you very, very hard. Thank you. I'm going to do my curtsy here. Like, I, I, what I see is that the more people repress that side of themselves, it's A, they miss out on a lot, obviously, not just in pleasure and, and you know, the act of um, sex with their partner, but it's also like the pleasure of being able to explore that part of themselves. And if you guys, if you're listening uh, to the listeners out there, the, the reason why um, you know, there are the, a lot of people who have the tendency to explore and communicate more. The reason why I think they last longer is exactly because they are more open towards each other. Like you and your partner have been together for like a long time, like 13 <laughs> years. What? No, 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 no. Years, eight years. <laughs> oh, eight, eight years. Okay. <laughs> That's a long time. That's like almost no, a yeah. decade. What do yeah, you think sure. are the factors that allowed you guys to stay together that long, A, and B, be able to communicate freely with each other? I'd say, what, I guess when I first got with him, it was like, I feel like he already knew me, but he's like messing with me, you know, like. I didn't know me, but he knew me, if that makes sense. Like, I was still trying to discover, figure myself out, but I think he saw the potential in me and I didn't, and I didn't at all. He's like brought that out, you know, and I didn't have that confidence and I didn't have like, um, like a solid, solid, like fulfillment or reason to do much. Like I was in a huge depression. I went through a lot, a lot of therapy and a lot of medications, just a whole lot. And then to include the military, like BS that's happened. Um, <laughs> he saw that potential in me and it's helped me and like, has helped me survive essentially. <laughs> it's so hard because it's like, I want to cry because he's, he's like such a huge, um, huge part Aww. of my life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> God, okay. Um, um, it's, I never had that type of like, love you know and that's what I needed and so that's why it was hard for me to 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 um to feel like I did want to like go I, I was suicidal at a point and I've actually had to get admitted and all that stuff and the fact that he went through all my crazy <laughs> you know like that says a lot and the fact that he saw my potential already is even more so and I think that you know maybe I just got lucky and was blessed to find someone who was willing to go through all my BS. <laughs> and I know that um, it has helped our communication a lot. Like it, it makes me want to do more for him. It makes me like, 
I guess like try to understand more about him or try to um like be more vulnerable even though like I'm not like again it took like so many years just for me to tell him like hey by the way remember that time this that guy like I actually kissed his dick like that took some time to tell him you know but I was not vulnerable and I realized anytime like I tell him something I'm ready to tell the world like <laughs> whatever it is like that's when I know I'm like so certain wow it's so powerful yeah. that you're able to find a partner like that because for a lot of people oh it's their partner who's holding them back it's like oh you shouldn't be this you can't do this you you're you're only supposed to be like this for me because this is who I'm comfortable for you to be yeah you know and it's oh my god you're 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 so blessed and favored it sounds like your your husband I know (laughs) and it also sounds like he really played a major role in you being able to own your confidence right now and you being the woman that you are right now what would you say is the role of having like a solid support system where you know that no matter what they're always going to be there yeah you might fuck up but they're always going to accept you no matter like what changes or difficulties you might go through in life? I'd say don't dismiss them or take it for granted. You know, it's kind of like, it's so easy to do so because in your head, you're like, oh, like they're going to be there or like they're going to accept it. Like, no, they, they are a person too. They also have feelings. And the fact that they're accepting it is probably hard. They're not telling you, especially my husband. He doesn't have much feelings. (laughs) He has one feeling. (laughs) He doesn't like, he doesn't like express his feelings they're like he's trying to work through those things and he's been vulnerable about telling me that and like that's already a lot like for him to say like hey like I just don't know how to express it like he does apologize and he he doesn't always apologize either he's not like a oh I'm sorry I'm just gonna say sorry to just say sorry like he says sorry when he actually means it you know Mm -hmm. so for him to be vulnerable to tell me like hey I don't know how to express my feelings it helps me kind of like understand like, okay, well, I need to know what, like, I need to like kind of gauge a situation too and understand where you're coming from. I can't just take advantage of that because like you obviously have feelings, even though you're not showing me and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do what I want. And you're going to go ahead and just accept it anyways. Like you can't take advantage of that. You know, there's still a person there's, you know, especially your partner in life. Like, yeah, I mean, that goes with anything with anyone. Like you can't just I don't know whether you're a partner or not like they're still going to be a person like they have feelings they have yeah. a, a conscious like, brain you know like mm-hmm. what are they going to think how are they going to feel wow you've been really sensitive enough oh uh, to my whole life <laughs> that's awesome how important do you think he's played like his role as your supporter and for people listening how important do you think because right now we're just living in a world where everyone is connected quote unquote through their devices but it's like the rate of loneliness and the feeling of being you know alone in a crowd it's it's been more prevalent than ever and yeah for for everyone who's feeling that way how important do you think is having a support system is going to be there for you no matter what 
it's absolutely the most important. It's what kept me, it's the line between what was keeping me alive and what was not, you know, that, that tethering, like fine line, like, I don't care about myself, but then like, I think about like, oh, what's going to happen to him? Like, you know, like that was like the, the moment, you know, like, because when you're in that, mo like in that suicidal thought, you can get out of it. There's no turning back. You know, I was fortunate enough for my, like, for my dog to walk in on me when it was happening. And it like, wow. was like, oh, you know, oh shoot. And then like, it kind of like just took a little break in the moment. I was like, oh wait, but what about my husband? You know, like, cause he was sleeping when it was happening. So then like, wow. I actually like, was like, oh shoot. Like, okay, I need to go take myself to the hospital. This isn't okay. <laughs> and then my dumbass, I didn't want to wake him up. And I was like, I'm just going to drive there. And he was so confused. Like he was hearing the door opening and he was like, yeah, it was a whole scene, but you know, like that is a fine line. You need to have that support system, wow. you know, like it doesn't have to be someone you like is going to be like, you know, you're married to or anything like that. Just, just anyone. And physically, because being in the military in a military community, like you're always moving. So you don't always have close friends unless they, you know, move away and you go fly to them, but they're not physically there. So who's there is your spouse, you know, for other people, like for civilians who don't have to go through the military life, it's going to be your sibling, your, it could be your dog or your cat. It's somebody that that is your support. Like you can't take it as if like, oh, this person only like cares because of one thing that one thing still matters. You know, you might have to hold on to that one support system until you bounce back and that's totally okay. You know, you are going to bounce back. It's just, it's not linear though, unfortunately. <laughs> Wow, it sounds like you guys have been through a lot. Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> He's been there through a lot. Like, yeah, we haven't like fought, which is fantastic. Like, yeah, we fight here and there, but like nothing dumb, you know. It was always working through our through our past or through through ourselves. Like we were working on he was helping me work on myself. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah that support system definitely helped. But for people who don't have that support system, I think it's so important to just find that one little thing in anything or anyone. It's beautiful that you had that and that you allowed yourself the grace to let him see that you were a work in progress. Because I'm speaking for myself here, once again, um, <laughs> there were times when, especially for like, you know, an somebody that I was intimate with there was always this kind of like shame of letting them see that I was a work in progress it's almost like yeah, yeah like I need a support system but I don't want you to see me as a, like weak shit you know? yeah pull her own weight and the fact that you were able to be vulnerable with him that is powerful what exactly did it take for you to like what did you have right there with him that allowed you to feel safe enough to show him that you were having a hard time and you were going through something? I think, I mean, over the years, of course, it took time to be more vulnerable and it helps that I'm already transparent. But in that aspect of trying to feel more independent powerful that I got my own shit you know like that's just who I normally am but for me to have to be vulnerable to someone else and specifically with him is that like I said it takes time it took years but realizing that he is all I really have he's the one person that is going to accept me and if he doesn't 
then I just go to the next person, you know, and if he did, you know, that's, you kind of just have to go for it. Like you can't just dismiss it. it, It's with everything in life. You just kind of have to just go for it and you're going to have to accept that it might hurt. Like it sucks, you know, but it's not my first rodeo of getting hurt in some way. So yeah. 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 That's powerful that you were able to find strength to do that and not just show the pretty side, which, you know, um, I think a lot of people have that fear of letting their partners see them struggle. I mean, I had that fear. So let's touch back on confidence. What exactly is it about what you do that allowed you to feel that kind of confidence that you have now that you didn't before? Honestly, it was from doing online work, online adult content creations, because I never felt that I would be the person that people would be like, oh yeah, I'd pay for, you know, or like, oh yeah, yeah. she's super hot. Like, yeah, I'm like, you just see me at the gym know. a lot of times. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, don't look at me. Don't look at me doing deadlifts or squats. <laughs> like, no attention, please. But like, you see me like online and it's like a completely different person. And I've seen it kind of happen too. Like now that I'm out in public, I'm speaking up more. Like (laughs) it's really embarrassing, but it's funny. Um, I hate asking like any worker at a store where anything is because I'm so shy to talk. So I'm like, I don't want, I just don't, I will go through the trouble and the time it takes to find whatever I'm looking for. Even if it's out of stock, I'm like, let me check their online and like online stock and see if it's in the back and it's just not <laughs> in the stock and that'll validate. Okay. I actually have to ask someone. So my husband is like the one that's like, okay, I'll go ask. But now like this is a brought out my confidence that I'm like, Oh, I totally can ask someone. Like, you know, it, it's, it's a little weird how it's in that sense. And I think this side of me has always been there, but it's always just been like enclosed, you know? Mm-hmm. And doing like the online work it helps me also like talk to other people who like different people you know like I said I'm pretty transparent and I kind of like tell them my story or like who I am and they kind of do the same thing back and I think that's really what they're also looking for is like that conversation like a like a Mm. genuine conversation and just talking to different people people kind of like seeing what their personalities are and I'm like man like are they doing this because they feel lonely? Are they doing this because they they want to, I don't know. I don't know. I always try to like dissect everyone and it's really funny. Like, I guess I try to understand like where they're coming from. And for me, like, you know, doing all this just brought out my confidence because like, wow, I, I wish I could have had this confidence a long time ago. Like I, I lived three decades of <laughs> like just always being so shy and missing out. And I hate that I've missed out on it. So it's like this kind of work brought out a part of yourself that you've never really been sure how to access in the past. Kind of. I I think I just didn't think I would have the confidence ever to do it. Wow. Like I, I ever like I just had to go for it. <laughs> like wow. I, I never knew until now, and my husband also sees it like the confidence in me because he'll like we're married right obviously like he's already seen my whole body and for so many years I would be like "Mm, like you know like what why are you looking at me 
but now I'm like, oh, cool. Like you're taking pictures of me. Like yeah. how fun. You know? That was a Oh my God. Yeah. So it's so completely different. I'm like what? So many years I really was, I'm so shy, even though you literally oh. see everything of me. But wow. yeah, it's opened up a lot between us too. Beautiful. It's definitely not your typical story of empowerment, but I, it's, I think, you know, like, even though it's not something that is in right now and how people view what's what's okay or not okay, it's still up to you to find your flavor of whatever empowers you. And for you, it just happens to be online porn content. I know. And it's so much very fun. I wish I could have done it before. Damn. It's very interesting. Oh my God, it's so amazing. Like talking to you, if there are people, um, um, queer or men who want to check you out <laughs> and like love your personality and love your smile, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on, so I just started a Twitter page. You just look up Desiree Deep or you can find my OnlyFans. You just type in onlyfans.com slash Desiree Deep VIP and then it'll come up to my page. Um, I also... I talk to everyone like even though it's a lot of you guys I I still talk to you guys because I like bullshitting that's who I am I do the snapchat thing too so you'll get my snapchat you'll see what I do throughout the day how I run my business sometimes how I'm being a mom and just everything and sometimes you know you guys talk to me and I think it's pretty cool because I get to know you and I don't know I guess I think it'd be a cool way to get to know you guys yeah so she's also a part-time therapist (laughs) yeah I guess Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All right. So, final question before I let you go, and we're gonna Definitely. use her. We're gonna use her um, pseudonym for just for privacy reasons. Yeah. Desiree Deep breaks the mold by. Oh. By. This is a tough one. This feels like an essay question. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, you're like my teacher right now. Okay. Um, uh, Desert. So I'm basically breaking the mold by just going for it. That's, I mean, just following what your interest is. Yeah, very simple and lovely. Guys, check her out. She is just like, the sweetest like the most beautiful like you would never like just think that she used to be shy and I think it's amazing your personal transformation and your journey from you know going from the shy girl who couldn't even ask like a sales (laughs) rep at the door to now finding your voice and finding your empowerment through something that's unconventional I think it's powerful And I hope this empowers every one of you listening to really find your own brand of empowerment. It's not going to be the same for everyone, obviously. And (laughs) guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Pussy Power. Babe, thank you so much for coming on and we will definitely keep in touch. Definitely. Thanks for having me, Angela. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. 
Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Electric acid.